everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you? Well, happy birthday. It's finally arrived. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. hope it's been a great one. Yeah, it hasn't been bad. You know, I really didn't do anything too exciting. Just, uh, uh, well, what can I tell you? Went grocery shopping and uh, did a little shopping. Had to go buy some stuff and, you know, nothing too, nothing too exciting for sure. Well, living it up at, uh, you know, yeah. what was it that I said for your age, forever young? So, yes, yes. Uh, I do have, I haven't had cake yet, but I do have tiramisu that I will have later. Yes. Well, you know, I have not had that personally, but I know it's your favorite. How, so. could, how could you never have had tiramisu? I don't know. I mean, you know, no one's just like ever said you should have it and presented it to me, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like not something that I've seen um, on the menu really that I've paid attention to. Well, I mean, if you remember, we went to Olive Garden one time, and I actually got it there. You could have had it then. (laughs) Well, I was paying more attention to it then because it was your birthday, but... Right, that was a couple of years ago. I know. Well, you know, again, uh, I I do have it on the list of things to... uh, to sample in this year and you know we've got the dinner theater uh coming up so oh, that's right that is aren't we doing an interview with some of the people from there we are so everybody's gonna get to uh meet some of the cast and um you know the owner of the pennington where we're making the debut and who knows tiramisu may be on the dessert menu i mean so- i'm not in charge that part but so how, how is this how is this going to work am i going to interview you all you all because you're part of that right yeah um yeah i guess we'll just have to like <clears throat> that out but um you know i certainly can answer a few questions but i could ask some as well so yeah i, I can ask you what's the most difficult part of doing this <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, that could be a whole episode. And, you know, <laughs> I am glad you said that because our guest today, uh, Jared Kahn, he is a filmmaker and also he's written a book about, you know, 50 mistakes that he made that he uh, learned from. And in writing this book, you know, his hope, I think, is that, you know, it will save filmmakers that are beginning the process from making those same mistakes. So, so this is this is 50 mistakes he's made while making films? Yes. Or the whole process? 
um, I think it's just with the filmmaking process, but well, you know, we, we're going to talk to him about the book and see how in depth it goes beyond if it does go beyond filmmaking. Um, so, you know, if you were to ask me like the difficult parts, perhaps in uh, telling my experience with that, you know, uh, it could save someone else some problems. And also, if someone had written a book and I had read it before I started the process, it could have saved me some problems. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I assume that you're running into some issues with uh, putting the dinner theater thing together. I mean, I mean, you know, um, anytime I feel like that you're dealing with people. Mm -hmm. um you know people are people are very different and um you know it people sometimes will um yeah (laughs) yeah understood yeah so and you know i mean there's scheduling there's there's so many things um that you never think about like it's almost like those things you see that like you know they say this will be fun and then it shows you like what's the reality of it so yeah. it's kind of that you know in my mind like you know what could be more fun than starting a theater group and you know writing plays and yeah. putting that all together again um <clears throat> but it's like when you have a child you know and then like you forget all the pain of that and you have another one because <laughs> you know, because you it sounds they're so cute and right you, yeah you forget the diapers and the no sleep sure, sure. And, yeah yeah and by the way happy father's day as well oh yeah thank you yeah uh, double whammy today i mean that... yeah and it's not a great way to throw it in right there you know with all like the bad things i just said about yeah <laughs> having kids yeah <laughs> you know forget all that you great dads out there yeah. and i know that's the way so uh a ringing yeah. endorsement <laughs> <laughs> well i do think um you know writing a book about uh, experiences that you've had um, you know do you feel like that could save someone from uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, if it, yeah. I mean, we've written uh, a book, and uh, it, it's not out yet. But someday, I mean, I keep threatening that I'll finish it and put it out. But um, you know, anytime you can write something and it helps someone out, it's a good thing. I mean, you know, it may not like uh, the things in it may not apply to all people, but I mean, if it helps just one person then it was worth it so well Sarah that should be a good motivation to get unstoppable you know out there to the people because yes the people need to hear these things for sure (laughs) a lot of good lessons in there yeah Um, yeah well you know they were good ones for me for sure well and I learned a lot uh, in the process of uh you know, working with you yeah. on that. So, um, I feel like even though we haven't made a film, um, you know, that there's going to be some 
lessons that we can learn that maybe apply in some other uh, realm of life. Yeah, I mean, it could certainly apply to pretty much anything, just like making a podcast or writing a book or putting on a dinner theater. I mean, I'm sure there's certain parallels between all of those things. Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, so uh, we all share this big human experience and anything we can do to... Uh, especially use our skills to make it easier. I think that's a great thing. And um, I look forward to hearing like all the things that, uh, you know, I can apply after uh, we speak with him. Alrighty. Well, let's listen to Jared and, uh, or let's talk with Jared and see what he has to say. Sounds good. Jared, I want to welcome you to Backstory Sessions today. We're really excited to have you as our guest. Thank you. Yeah, it's a great, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, um, your backstory, let's just approach it for a second like a film. Um, if we were making a film of your life, uh, where does your film begin? You know, I would probably say, you know, I would start it. Uh, sort of like in the tail end of my acting, uh, you know, pursuit. I, I came out here, you know, like 18, 19 years old with just stars in my eyes and, you know, did a bunch of sort of low budget. So, you know, some, some lead roles, some good movies, some cool stuff, but just sort of flamed out as an actor. And then, but during that process, you know, started writing and getting more into his directing and then it actually went to film school and then sort of started directing and made made that made that transition from acting to filmmaking that's sort of where i would uh, i would begin and that's sort of in the, that's all in the book uh so a lot of actors could you know probably read this book and and, and relate uh but yeah i mean i I feel like a lot of actor, a lot of filmmakers started as actors. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of my beginning. Okay, and uh, so who would be some of the major characters in this film of your backstory? <clears throat> oh man, um, you know, probably you know David Latt, who's one of the uh, uh, partners at the asylum. You know, Sharknado. Is, he. You know, he casted me in movies as an actor and, uh, you know, throughout, you know, and then I, when I started writing scripts, I sent the asylum my first scripts and they sort of, you know, made, produced the first, you know, real movie I directed was uh, the asylum state. So, so I've known David Lott forever. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot, you know, he wrote the forward in the book and, he would definitely be a, a pivotal character because uh, he, you know, he saw me as an actor. He saw me, you know, and actually, you know, when I did that movie, I had the odd. They were, they were like, oh, we like the script. Do you want to play the lead or do you want to direct? So at the time, that was a very tough decision for me. I was still very much wanting to be an actor, but, you know, ultimately, you know, made the right decision to direct. 
So it sounds like, um, you know, the acting versus directing um, would be one of the conflicts that would be in your backstory film. Um, what are some other conflicts? You know, I mean, a lot of it is sort of um, how to get work, you know. I mean, a lot of it is the, you know, how to deal with the downtimes and, you know, how to, you know, how do you get, you know, you, you start writing these scripts and how do you actually get these scripts into the right hands of producers, you know, uh, you, drive, you know, you're driving around town, dropping off scripts, you know, sending emails, entering contests, entering pitch fests, reaching out to filmmakers and producers and, you know, really sort of and what that actually looks like and entails, you know, like, cause I did all, I did all that stuff and there's some things that I would, would do again. And, and there's some things that were a total waste of time. So, uh, you, you know, I, a lot of more, you know, it goes more in detail, but like the pitch fest was a great thing. Uh, met a lot of, met a lot of good people at, you know, uh, at this pitch fest where, you get five minutes like speed dating for screenwriters you get five minutes you pitch them you know and a lot of the, some of those people i'm still in contact with today uh but you know a lot yeah consistent your persistence so would you say then that your backstory film uh, that we're making here um has a happy ending because it looks like from the title of your book that 50 movies made uh, lessons learned on a filmmaker's journey so 50 movies I mean that's uh, pretty impressive but how do you view your ending uh, you know, the story great great question you know and and at the end you know sort of I sort of ended on like a note that you know although I've done this you know like I'm still very much in the trenches I'm in the you know very much you know, in the grind, uh, you know, doing, you know, going, going after it that like it has, it doesn't end uh, for me. It, it's, it's not, it's far from over. Uh, and, you know, this is, you know, different from the, you know, end of the career book where it's like, all right, I, you know, I did this and, and, you know, I'm, I'm retiring, but I'm, 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 you know, it's not, yeah, I'm very much, you know, given advice from something, you know, the, the, the principles that I, that are still applicable, uh, which I think is, is good. Because you read some of the older books about filmmaking in the industry, and they're just out of touch, you know, they're, they're talking about things that, and this book will be out, you know, in 10, 15 years, you'll read, people read this book, and they'll be like, all right, you know, there's some things you probably take away, but a lot, a lot of changes. So, you know, hopefully this is the book of this moment uh, that you know encapsulates what's going on right now because it's a special time right now for filmmakers. Very special time. Sure. Um, so it sounds like a sequel uh, would be coming to this backstory film. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll see how we'll see how this book does. Uh, uh, if 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 there's any interest in a sequel, then then I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll I'll entertain that possibly. All right, so let's talk some about the fifty movies that you've made. Um, so tell us a few of those, and 
you know, have you had a favorite? Um, let's start with that. You know, I did these two cool, very cool movies with Bruce Willis, Deadlock and Vendetta. And, you know, Vendetta also had Mike Tyson in it. And, and that, that, those movies, those are just real. It was just great to work with, uh, like, just super celebrity, you know, famous actors. Uh, and they're very cool movies. Uh you know, but I, you know, I also did a movie about the Leonard Skinner, and that movie, I, I'll, I'll, yeah, 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 I did a did a Leonard Skinner movie, and that movie has more meaning, you know, than the, the sort of you know the just the action shoot 'em ups. But that was a true story, you know, about a real, real guy, real story based on you know Artemis Pyle, the the, the original drummer of the band, and. You know, him and I kind of, you know, he helped out with, you know, putting the story together. And and that movie has more meaning. So I would say that movie is, is the most meaningful movie I've done. Wow. Well, you know, we, it's interesting that you say that because I had no idea. But um, in our backstory of this episode, we interviewed Artemis Pyle. And it was about that very movie. In fact, I've seen that movie. So uh, <laughs> it went oh. very well and uh, quite interesting. So that is so cool that we have that connection. That's great. Yeah, Artemis, I love Artemis. He's awesome. Uh, and that's great. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. Shout out to Artemis. Uh, and what a great guy. Yeah, and, and a great movie, you know, to, to your credit, that is a, uh, it was put together very well, and I, I enjoyed that, and a lot of listeners did as well. Um, what is it about filmmaking um, to you that, I know you said you, you loved acting, or, you know, that was your first uh, journey, but, you know, what is it about filmmaking that kind of won you over? You know, uh, I love I love having more of a you know of a creative the overall creative space. So I mean, certainly when you know when you're an actor, a very important job, uh, especially if you know if you're the lead role. Uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, you're just acting, you're playing that role, and you know, making a movie. I mean, so many parts and moving parts to making a movie and movie crew and all the actors but you know the director you know has you know I would say you know more you know creative creative say so uh, of course you know the producers ultimately have the you know the yes or no power cause, you know if it costs especially if something it costs more money and budgeted for but just being a director you know you have you have more creative input and that to me that's fun that's the fun part is having the you know creative input because then you can sort of you know you have you're making more decisions you know it's a lot harder because uh, you're making a lot more decisions but it's satisfying creatively creatively satisfying 
Yeah, I, I can imagine that it would be. And so to all the people listening that, you know, maybe want to make a film, and, and I think a lot of people uh, at some point in time in their life have thought like, okay, you know, I'd like to make a movie. Uh, what would be, um, from your experience, like the rookie mistake? Oh, man. Well, that's that's a tough one because there's so many things you don't know, you know, and, you know, going into it. I've made, I've made so many mistakes. The main thing, I'll say this, uh, the main thing is people you want to you want to make a movie so you find you're gonna you're gonna connect with somebody you're gonna need to connect with somebody that has more experience and sort and that person is sort of like the mechanic at your shop you know because they're gonna say you need this this and the other thing your car's broken you don't know anything so you're sort of at the, the mercy of whatever person you decide to trust with your artistic endeavor and that may be the only person you know in the industry that's usually how it is is you know somebody wants to make a movie and you know they're connected to this guy for that guy that guy and this guy's like makes movies and maybe they look him up and he has some credits blah 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 and checks out a little bit but you know you try you start what happens is money starts flowing and and maybe overspend maybe this person takes advantage and, or, and just because just because you don't know you know and to really trust i think trusting the right people and it's very difficult because you just don't know anyone there's so many pe- people that have to be do right by you uh you know from the people you team up with to the distributors to all that you know like everybody like everybody has to and usually there's going to be a one, at least one bad apple along the way. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you can make, say, so you can make a great movie. You know, you don't, you don't overspend. The producers don't take advantage of, you know, the first-time filmmaker and that. But the, the distributor, you do a terrible deal and you don't make any money. Like I've heard that story a million times. Uh, so you just got to be careful who you get in bed with. <laughs> like it right. really comes down to that. You know what I mean? Like it's, like. You know, make sure make sure the people you're in bed with, so to speak, are, are are out. You know, don't have bad intentions. Well, so do you have to um, live in California? Do you have to move to California if you're going to make a success of this, or you know, is it possible to be a filmmaker any place? Now that is a great question because I was actually thinking about leaving LA. I've been here 20 years. I've been here 20 years, and I'm like, I don't, you know, certainly I don't think I'd live here if the industry wasn't here. Certainly not. But, you know, <clears throat> I'm like, do I need to stay here? You know, do I? And, and ultimately, it came down to, you know, I came out here. I came out here, you know, a long, long time ago, uh, you know, 02 or whatever. And uh, I don't feel like, enough to leave yet like like i know a lot of people would come and go and and yes the answer is you can absolutely become a filmmaker anywhere in the world yeah any you know you make a great film you submit it to sundance and it gets in and can still become you know that could still happen but 
for me personally, like, I just want, you know, I came out here with some, you know, pretty lofty goals, like probably loftier than, you know, they should have been. And that was just, you know, led to, you know, some disappoint disappointments. But nonetheless, like, you know, I, there's still things I, I want to accomplish in LA and, uh, and I probably could leave and maybe could still work at the same level, but I'm not even going to risk it. I'm just going to stay here, hunker down, uh, you know, because all the meetings are here. All the big companies are here. Like regardless of there's more, you know, productions in Atlanta or Oklahoma or whatever, blah, 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 blah. All the entertainment companies are still here in LA. Okay. Well, Matt, what do you think? I mean, I had no idea we had a connection here in backstories, but um, do you have a question? Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I was just curious, like, so how different did you find writing a book as opposed to a screenplay? That's a great question. Um, yeah, uh, it was a lot more, a lot longer and more intense than I and I thought it was like usually I can crank, I can crank out a script pretty fast, like mm -hmm. a, a pretty decent for like if I, and many times I've, I've had a crank out a first draft in a couple weeks. Uh, that was not the case for the book. Like the book <laughs> I wrote and I, and I didn't really have much narrative structure oh, I, I i originally designed each chapter as a, a, a movie i you know i directed 50 movies so i was like all right well I'll just write you know each each chapter is a movie and that seems to be the most logical thing so that was the original structure and i wrote this monster of a book it was just, <laughs> yeah i was like i was like wow this thing is in you know 900 pages it's terrible uh, so, but it was a good starting point because then, you know, I got with an editor and really smart guy, uh, and he, he just said, you know, he went through revision after we were supposed to do just like one or two revisions. We ended up doing like three or four, like hmm. completely different revisions, and 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 found and, and, and throughout that process, the voice of the book sort of came to life, yeah. uh, and. And yeah, a good editor. You need a good editor. Yeah, you needed. I, I needed that good editor. So and and also, you know, my writing style was, and it's still it's still in there. Like it, you, you'll read it. Like it's, some sentences are pretty short and written. It's pretty. It's written. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not a. It's not a poetic. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, yeah. I'm certainly not a poetic type writer. So I, I, I write like very much like I speak, mm -hmm. and, and I kind of write like a screenwriter uh, would write. If you if you imagine a screenwriter writing a book, like it it it, 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 it has that. Which but but it but it, it, it it's kind of funny because it you know a book about movie making. So it all it it, it worked out, <laughs> thankfully. What was the uh, most difficult part of writing the book for you? Man, just the just the process of like of the rewrites of, and things. Of and... rewrite, yeah, like the re like rewrite after rewrite after rewrite. I, I remember I, I remember working with my editor, and and we had went through it, 
And, you know, it got to the point where I was like, you know, the book was so long that <clears throat> just to go over, like, all right, just to start from page one and go to the end would be like a, would be like a two, three week yeah. process. And so it was just like, a game, like I would do it and then, you know, I would do it a couple of times. And then by the end, I was so sick of the book. <laughs> and, and, and I told you, I was like, I was like, I was like, let's just finish this up, you know, like, and he's like, no, no, just like, he's like, come on, just, you know, hang with me, we're getting there, it's going to be better, you know, it'll all be worth it, like, and that was the hardest part of, like, being like, oh, my God, like, and then notes after notes, and he really, he, like, his notes made the book, it gave it direction, and it gave it a narrative structure, like, it was kind of all over the place. The first draft was kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, and now it now it actually reads like a cohesive cohesive book. So I I, I, I without shamelessly say I, I, I used a great editor. Shout out Jesse Winter, uh, duo storytelling uh, is their is their company. Uh, Jesse who edited the book. Cool. Um, did you? Um... Oh God. Sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Um, did you find the uh, uh, promotion of the book harder than promoting a movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I approached it. I, I, okay, the problem was actually, the problem was I approached it uh, and before Clint reached out to you guys, I I reached out to a uh, some other publicists, like uh, uh, some book publicists, and they, man, they just it was, it was a bad experience. And, yeah. And and out of touch, trying to do this, trying to, just not understanding. So then, you know, thank God I got a hold of Clint, and Clint, you know, his team actually know what they're doing and so pr you just got to really have a good yeah yeah a good team because you know uh, these first days the ball was fumbled and just thankfully clint was able to uh you know help me out at the, at the 11th hour mm-hmm. all right cat uh we got a few minutes left you got a couple okay I have two questions. I'm going to, you know, take all the other ones away and leave these two. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, the, I guess, the one thing I like to know for listeners, um, what do you think are the three lessons that you've learned that would be the most beneficial to the listeners who are interested in filmmaking? So, uh, what could, what advice uh, that you've learned from your mistakes? I would say, I mean, it's better to do more, throw more stuff up out there than it is to hold on to something. You know, like let's say you're writing a script, developing a project, da da da, waiting till it's absolutely perfect to pitch. My, my suggestion is put it something nice together, get it out there, you know, and then get to work on something else. And get it again and then you know do that rewrite it and then get you know get it because you never know the thing that you may think is great may not be the thing that's gonna pop maybe your second thing your third thing 
uh, and you'll get better, you know? So it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a process, you know, you got to trust the process, put in the work. There's no shortcuts. There's absolutely no shortcuts. You can't skip it. Like you can't skip a great, like, and if you do, that's good for you. You know, there's some people that, you know, are 18, they go to AFI, do a short film, win Sundance. The next thing they're offered a major studio film by universal, you know, not my case, not the case for a lot of other independent filmmakers. So just, you know, the main takeaway is just keep going. Keep make that short, shoot that music video, buy that camera and shoot something with it, put it on YouTube, you know, and, 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 you know, maybe something goes viral. Maybe something sees it. At least you have stuff to show. Okay. And what kind of camera would you suggest? Oh, that's, that's a good question. I would get a red. I mean, look, I would get a red camera. Eddie, Eddie make, you know, come up, you know, get get a used red, Scarlet weapon for twenty five hundred dollars. That's an old red camera, but the the image is still absolutely gorgeous. So, uh, and it's still four K. Uh, uh, so any red camera uh, with any decent lenses uh, uh, out there, uh, and you can produce. You can get a hundred dollar Nikon lens. You know, a Nikkor old photograph lens. And put it on a red camera, and it'll just be beautiful. <laughs> and that's nice. all you. Yeah, it's, it's, we're in a good time for filmmakers. Awesome. All right. Well, here's going to be my last question. Unfortunately, because you're very interesting to uh, talk to, but if you could go back in time and uh, not make any of the mistakes that you've written about in the book. Um, do you think that you would be a better filmmaker or has these mistakes, have they shaped you into the filmmaker that you are now? Um, you know, definitely the mistakes, the mistakes, the mistakes shaped me. Yeah. I mean, the only, well, the only probably thing I would do differently um, is I would have actually went way back, 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 back to, back to graduating high school, looking at colleges. And I would have went to film school. I, cause when I went to Northeastern university to study, you know, communication arts for like a year and a half, two years before I realized I want to make, I, so I, I, I should have, I would have, that was a waste of time. I should have just went from high school to film school, but, uh, I, I, I was, but I, I was still into, into, into the act. So maybe I should have went from whatever. I would have redone. The, I would have cut out those two years of my life uh, uh, that I was just kind of lost and it was aimless. Because the sooner, look, honestly, the so, it's uh, you know the sooner you get going, it's a long journey. The sooner you get started, it's just better, you know. Awesome. Well, it's been so great to have you as a guest, and I hope you'll come back again and. Tell us so we can learn more about filmmaking. This is really interesting. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, uh, yeah, the book, 50 Movies Made on Amazon. Check it out. That's right. We'll be posting a link and uh, sharing that uh, with the episode. So uh, thank awesome. you again for being our guest. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, Jared. Thank you again. All right. Thank you. All right.
As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at myrightplays at outlook.com or you can write to me at backstorysessions at gmail.com or matt at level11ventures.com. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you.